In each moment, you probably feel like you know who you are. Yet, if you've lived long enough to look back, I bet you've reflected on earlier versions of yourself, maybe through pictures or your own writing, and thought how different you were, how alien even. I'm Aluk Edwardson, and this is the Creative Decolonization Podcast. I've had the same core my whole life, but I've lived through many iterations of me. The way I looked, what I valued, what I wanted. Looking ahead, I try not to box myself in with goals or fears that had a place at one time in my life, but don't work so well now. This requires me to peer into the ocean of me, which, like a real ocean, is driven by known forces, surprise changes, and unknown phenomena. Who you are is dynamic too, based on what's happened in your life and how you've reacted, surprise changes that come along, and things we can't define or just don't know. Who you are to you is what is called yourself, and it is not, and never has been, static. For if I try to seize this self, of which I feel sure, if I try to define and summarize it, it is nothing but water slipping through my fingers. I can sketch, one by one, all the aspects it can assume, all those things that have likewise been attributed to it. But aspects cannot be added up. Between the certainty I have of my existence and the content I try to give that assurance, the gap will never be filled. This is a quote from the essay The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus, a unique writer and philosopher from the 20th century. Sometimes I feel myself as sure as I feel water in my hands. And, like Camus says, trying to define who I am is like reaching into a gap between what I feel and what I think that cannot be fully grasped. That's because who I am is constantly evolving, constantly changing, just like you. It is in this space between what we think and feel that we choose to act and speak. Do you ever behave in a way that you don't like, that you wish you didn't, in a way that you'd like to change? It's in this space, this ocean of you, that this kind of change can happen. I've been mapping the foundation of my ocean and exploring underwater mountain ranges and canyons for most of my life. I grew up with love and pain, trauma and joy. For the first 10 years of my life, I was lost to myself, disassociated because I was not to the place in my physical or spiritual development to face those early childhood traumas. I began working with a therapist and other healers at 10 years old to understand myself, to access wounds, to heal and feel true joy and real peace. By the time I was 11, I was healed. Just jokes. That's slang in rural Alaska for, I'm joking. I have nearly 30 years diving into the ocean of me, and I have to say, it saved my life. One of the many practices and people who have helped me in life-saving ways along the way. I still face things about me I don't like, but I know how to change them and become who I want to be without myself holding me back. This is why creative decolonization exists, to provide a healthy space for people to explore who they are in ways that help them heal. You know something I talk to a lot of people about, something they feel weighing down on their being, 
keeping them from feeling worthy. Judgment. I feel it too, especially in places where there are a lot of expectations. Expectations on how to dress, how to speak, even how to feel. For some people, this is how they feel at work. For others, it's how they feel in their own homes. For me, it has more to do with the land I'm on and the emotional landscape near me. I have a teenager, and so I feel compelled to share this with any other parents and teenagers listening. Teenagers feel judgment and expectation in a heightened way because of where they are in their physical and emotional development. It changes, so hang in there, teens. Most of us feel judgment even closer to home than, well, home, in our own bodies, from ourselves. It is this internalized judgment that is the most insidious and dangerous. Dangerous because judgment is a powerful force when unleashed in the ocean of you. It has the capacity to cause destructive changes in yourself and the world you live in. Just like our ocean lives within a world, so do you. Your world is composed of mountains of meaning, placed in people, places, and things. Valleys of fear you don't often choose to go into. Winds of opportunity and change that seem to come from nowhere and everywhere. And rivers of life flowing into and around all you love. Helping things grow. All life comes from the ocean. And what we put into the ocean, of ourselves or otherwise, matters. Judgment is a warming that when applied to others doesn't appear to affect ourselves. But because it comes from a wound within ourselves, it does. Wounds are warm, aren't they? Sometimes even hot. So how does judging others affect you? To understand that, we have to understand what judgment is. Like all other words, it depends on how you use it. Judgment is something we rely on to keep our legal system in place. Without judgment, we could not have law and order. Judgment is also a condemning act, such as when people see natural disasters as acts of divine judgment. Judgment is also a negative opinion or conclusion about someone or something. This last definition, the way we use judgment on ourselves or others, is the insidious and dangerous kind of judgment. I link a particularly insightful article from Kier Brady Counseling Services on how to stop judging people in the notes. It's kind and provides some useful ideas, in case you want to check it out. When we form opinions or conclusions about others that are deemed bad, wrong, disgusting, distasteful, or anything else negative, those opinions and conclusions come from the ocean of you. It may feel like the judgment is objective. That person is definitely wrong. But that's all it is, a feeling that they are wrong or that is wrong. It's entirely dependent on how you see your world. That judgment only exists in the confines of you. It's easy to think what is right for me is right for others, because what feels right and wrong, good and bad, feels universal to us. Because it is. We are in self-contained worlds. It is universal in our private, personal worlds that we've created based on what we value, what we're afraid of, and what we want. If you're interested in exploring this more, I recommend The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. 
It's a book that explores how we are our own self-contained worlds. And in those worlds, we have wounds specific to us and we have joys and values that are specific to us, how we were raised and how we want to be. And this book helps you recognize that and keep the judgment and pain that others pull from their worlds from reaching yours. It's complex. It takes a few reads, I think, this book, The Four Agreements. And for me, it took a few years for the concepts to really settle in. I do live by the concepts in that book. They are from ancient Toltec wisdom. I definitely recommend reading this book a few times if you're interested in this idea. So how do we recognize judgment and how do we heal from it? How do we keep it from seeping into the ocean of ourselves in the first place? It starts with awareness. Mindfulness as a dedicated practice in your life can help you identify what judgment lives in your mind and heart. We all live with judgment, but we don't have to succumb to it. Our next episode will include a mind-body exercise to help you identify what judgment feels like in your body. We'll also have our very first guests courageous enough to share experiences and wisdom from their ever-evolving oceans of self. When we really listen to others, we have the opportunity to learn more about ourselves. Interested in more hands-on wellness work exploring your ocean of self? I hope you'll join me on September 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern on Zoom for our next Celestial Wellness Workshop, identifying cultural strengths to support balance during the dark months. I personally am using the practices and the perspectives that I'll share with you during this workshop as I prepare to go into the fall season, which for me can be a very difficult transition. So I'm excited to share the wellness tools that I've cultivated over the years to enter into the fall and the winter with grace. Use this code only available to podcast subscribers to get 20% off. CD podcast, no spaces, that's CD podcast. Until next time, with kindness.